Welcome to the Rookie Roll to Reality podcast with your hosts, Amir Hunter and Bailey Weaver Packard. With so many people thinking that realtors just look at beautiful houses and post on Instagram, this podcast brings you back to reality. This podcast explores the good, the bad, and the in between. We're both with eXp Realty, so our experience may be different than yours, but over time we'll have other agents, past clients, and others in the real estate industry, such as inspectors, builders, lenders, and more. We are in episode three of season two, um, and today we have a guest, um, and we're going to talk about going viral and standing out. So today's guest is Daisy. How do you say your last name, Daisy? Gray. Okay. <laughs> uh, and How long have we known you? <laughs> I know. I always just call her Daisy. <laughs> and uh, she's a local realtor with EXP Realty. And you'll find out very quickly how she's able to stand out and find her niche in uh, this episode. And welcome to the podcast, Daisy. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I am. This is my first time doing a podcast, but I'm beyond excited. Yay. We're excited for you. Yeah. Maybe uh, the post will go viral <laughs> from hey, this that'd podcast. Be awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, we always start the episodes off with our wins and losses. Okay. Um, and so um, I guess, Bailey, you yeah. can start off and go with your loss. Um, I'm having a really bad hair day today. <laughs> oh, I thought your hair was, looks good. It had like oh, the, the, the wavy look. So. Yeah, no, I look like I got electrocuted. I used, a, um, <laughs> I used a crimper tool today and it was a bad idea. So not vibing with that. Yeah. But um, what about you? What's your loss? Um, I guess for a loss for me is uh, I was previously had done a listing appointment mm-hmm. um, for um, a previous coworker had some family that inherited a house from their mother that had passed away. Okay. And so met with them, went over their kind of the, uh, the listing appointment, but they were in the middle of probate because um, of the uh, estate. Okay. And so um, kind of kept touching base with them every month and said, hey, when you're ready, I'm, I'm here. Um, and so I ended up reaching out to my old coworker about something else. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just kind of mentioned a little bit about the house. And so I guess somebody has approached them about uh, potentially selling the house to them. Oh. Um, so I think they might potentially do that instead of using me as a realtor, which it's fine. I mean, it wasn't like a very, it was a kind of a low price point. Yeah. Um, sure. But for me, it's more, it would have been more so for marketing purposes right. than yeah. anything. Sure. In the relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but it happens. Yeah. We've all been there. That's, that's, a, that's a for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, any losses for you, uh, Daisy? Definitely. I feel like this past week, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I was telling Bailey, um, I have a client who she's a little bit older. She's a little bit more nervous. And um, I've spent probably a good five plus hours this past week just talking to her through things on the phone to go under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next day, she's like, I want to back out. She backs out. <laughs> and then she's back under contract. Did she so, lose any money on the when She the, didn't. Okay. No, luckily we saved it um, because she backed out the day after. And that same night, she went back in and told them without letting me know. I told her, just sleep on it. I right. don't want you to get into something and regret it later. For sure. Um, how, how did but, she tell them? Did she like call the listing agent? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And she paid her deposit to save the, the deal, basically, to seal Got it. Um, the contract. Uh, so luckily, nothing bad happened, but... Let me tell you, it was a roller coaster <laughs> for me because I had to talk her through a lot of things. I felt like I was a therapist. I was a all financial advisor, like everything. <laughs> I mean, we, yes. we always feel like that. Right. Absolutely. But I guess that's my win and loss, um, you know, because the win is, hey, we're under contract. Still under yeah. contract. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm happy for her. So. Well, way to help her yeah. out. That's well, it's good. it's good that, you know, 
if with her backing out of the contract, I know, especially if you have a due diligence down, like legally, you still technically are have, bound to, to, have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to some other people and like, you know, they've backed out before they even pay the deposit, uh, the, the due diligence, but mm-hmm. because the contract's already signed, like they legally have to pay for it. Right. And, and I've seen people have to pay for it and not and be able walk away. And walk away. Yeah, that hurts. Um, so um, luckily uh, your client was able to save it, even though she shouldn't have went behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely shouldn't have, but you know what? It worked out and I'm, I'm just glad that we're on track yes yeah. absolutely what's your uh when this week bailey um yeah uh, yesterday monday well no monday and tuesday of this week i gave out pies to my past clients current clients referrers i know i saw the palette i was like there's so many pies yeah <laughs> there were three agents that did it we did it together and we ordered 67 pies total and we got them from Costco, and it was just amazing. So many people came out. It was like a drive-through, so we made it really easy. But just being able to give back to my clients yep. and thank them was – it filled my heart. I'm, like, so thankful oh, for all of awesome. them. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. So my clients are so far out that I decided to send yeah. uh, cards out to them I with, like, gift cards, okay. so like Starbucks and Chick-fil-A yeah. and stuff like that. Cool. Um, but, yeah, it would have been uh, too much to try to drive <laughs> yeah. for all my clients. I had uh, a client come from Clayton to North Raleigh. And then I had a client come from Smithfield to North Raleigh. Oh my and gosh. I was like, y'all are the best. Yeah. I cannot believe they drove. And it was like 5 o'clock, so you know the traffic was bad. Right. Yeah. I just was really thankful. Yeah, I have clients like in Roxboro, Goldsboro. Yeah, <laughs> so you're like, all over. <laughs> I mean, there's some in Raleigh, but like in Cary, but like some were so far out that it just, it was like, well, I'm going to write handwritten cards to all of them and, and send it out. You can never go wrong with yeah. a handwritten note. Definitely. So uh, for me, my win, I guess, was the Youngsville house that went on oh, the market. Yeah. So, so quickly. Uh, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, went on the market on Friday, um, and we got an offer, I guess, Saturday. Mm. Um, my client was like, no, let's just – no, actually, it did come on Saturday. Yep. Uh-huh. And then I was like, we had an open house schedule for Sunday, and my client's like, well, let me just like kind of hold out a little bit. And so we end up counter offering that initial offer. It was a good offer, right? But we still counter offer to get good. them up a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and as like uh, we had sent that off, I get a second call <gasps> for uh-huh. like another offer coming in, and I feel bad because we've already counter offered right. the one agent. But I was like, if the other offer comes in before my client signs, I still have to present it. Correct. Um, and I know that's happened to me one time where we had finally we were in a multiple offer situation. We got it negotiated, and then as soon as uh, uh, we said, yeah, we're, we've agreed on terms before the, the buyers, I mean, the sellers had signed it. Uh, I get a call from the agent saying, hey, we got another offer. Uh, so so oh, I know how the yeah, feeling yeah. is. Yes, on the other um, side. But uh, the other agent that called, they ended up not sitting, submitting an offer. So mm, okay. I ended up working out for that agent. And oh. they've she's been, uh, I guess, good to work with so far uh, through the process. That's so, amazing. Um, I love that little ranch. I wanted that ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, super cute. That ranch had a lot of uh, attention. You know, right now, you know, we're at 22 days on yeah. market. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get an offer, like, within, like, the first day or so. Amazing. Um, you know, I'm like... Well, she, she was she was kind of surprised a little bit, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, you followed all the instructions yeah. that I told mm-hmm. you to do to get the house ready for the market. So, um, but it was a great house That's on good. an acre and a half. Yeah. For that and price point. A mile from downtown Youngsville. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, and so was your, so your loss was also a win because you went under contract. Right. So, yeah. I love it. So Daisy, tell us about yourself. You know, um, you've been in the, the game longer than me and Bailey. Yeah, I have. So. I got licensed at 19 and I took that leap of faith and five years later, I just never looked back. And I'm so glad that I made that decision back then. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, at 19, like, like 
when you got started, like, where'd you get started in the business? And like, how'd you like get clients going at 19? Yeah, really. I, it was, it was definitely difficult. Um, I, I just, I was exposed to real estate a lot because I have family members that work, you know, basically what I would call like the blue labor jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I have people that work with, you know, they're painters. Mm-hmm. I have cleaners in the, in the house, right. uh, construction workers, and a lot of them work with builders directly and with realtors directly so i was always exposed to to that um and you know i was i was in wake tech i graduated early Mm -hmm. i went to get my associate's degree and the whole thing was oh i'm gonna go to a four-year college but i went through that little struggle where i'm like what's gonna be my major right what am i gonna do here um and i was as soon as i was reading the requirements for um, the commission, like how to get your license. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, as soon as I turn 18, I'm going to go apply for this. And I did. And I passed everything the first time. Oh my it was gosh. super easy. Not easy. I studied a yeah, lot. Right. Yeah, of course. But uh, I think because that was such a breeze, I thought getting started was going to be a breeze also. Right. And I quickly learned that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, you know, at 19, you probably don't know a lot of people buying. I don't. All my friends are in college. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they're not thinking about buying. I didn't have the network or the sphere of influence that some uh-huh. of the other people had. Right. Um, and I'd go to a bunch of networking events. Uh, and it was so funny because everybody there was like a lot older and right. they, they could drink. And then I was like, uh, I'll have a Diet Coke, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a little bit harder because uh, I'd introduce myself to people and tell them who I am. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? And I'd tell them that and they'd say, oh, my God, I have kids your age. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what do you say to that? Right. So it definitely was a little bit harder to get started because, it. I mean, think about it. It's really hard for, you know, people to trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a 19 year old to help yeah. them make the biggest purchase sure. or sale of their life yep. um but i think what i did is i've always been a more mature person for my age I would agree with and that. i yeah. think i just i always dress the part uh-huh. and i i tried to gain that confidence early on so that people wouldn't even have to question I my age it. Yes. um it was a really rough start though i'm not gonna lie um it was a really rough start didn't make a single sale my first six months and it was definitely really difficult. Mm-hmm. But after I made that first one, my confidence just went up. It skyrocketed. Okay. And so ever since then, it's been, you know, it keeps going up from here. So I'm just happy that I made the decision and I, and I just, you know, stay, stick to it. That's I think, amazing. I think the one thing that's kind of tough for people when they first start is kind of sticking in there until they get that first deal done. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, six months is, that's a lot, long time without getting paid. <laughs> yes. Uh, luckily, I had saved up. A good amount before I moved out. But I mean, hey, I was like a broke college student who moved out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely really difficult. You hustled. Definitely. I was out there every weekend doing open houses, you know, networking, Mm -hmm. doing all the things I thought were the right things. And, you know, eventually it pays off. You just got to stick to it. Absolutely. Yep. So with you being in the business for five years now, um, and you were there before like COVID. So what are you seeing in the market now versus like kind of what you saw when you first started? You know, the funny thing is I feel like the market now really reminds me of how it was pre-COVID. Uh, the only difference now is, you know, the interest rates are, are high. But yeah. mm-hmm. pre-COVID, you know, some houses didn't always sell so quickly. And then mm-hmm. there was a few of those that did just because they were in such a hot, you know, area. Yep. Or, you know, it was just a, a very sought out neighborhood. Um, so it's funny seeing it back to this. I'm actually kind of glad because it really gives my buyers a chance to negotiate. And mm-hmm. I missed correct. the ability to do that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, during COVID, we didn't have that chance. We didn't have the opportunity to do that or, you know, really 
take a look at the house and think it over before we even submit yes. an offer. Yeah. So um, it, it really reminds me of that. And I think that this this market change is, is a really good thing for some buyers out there who mm-hmm. maybe struggled during COVID or yep. during those times. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really enjoying the market right now. <laughs> maybe yeah. when I'm on the listing side, I'll think differently. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, on the, nah, I think I think on the listing good. side, I know it's for my last couple of listings, it's kind of been one of those things that, um, you know, you just kind of have to do the little bit of extra things to oh, get the no house doubt. ready for Absolutely. the market. Uh-huh. You know, the staging, uh, making sure the house is clean. Pricing <laughs> it, it right. Pricing it right. Yes. Um, and, you know, when it was COVID, it was kind of like, well, just throw a sign outside <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. going to sell. And it would sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think right now, you know, rates are rates are higher, but we have seen a couple of drops in the last like, oh, yeah, two weeks. Oh, we yeah, um, So I think if you're a buyer, this is probably like your prime time to uh, to act. Um, it gives you opportunity to kind of negotiate maybe some closing costs or negotiate mm-hmm. under list yeah. um, and then you can always refinance you know we're right. you know exactly. we're, we're looking like we're probably going to have some some rate drops you know next year um, and, and get that interest rate down but they had to slow down inflation with the mm-hmm. fed so i yeah. saw on social media yesterday an agent in another state was saying you know now is the best time for first time home buyers because everybody else is too scared to jump in so yeah. now is when you're going to find those deals yeah I know for for me recently, I got one that closes next week, and mm-hmm. you know we were able to get like five thousand in closing costs uh, on there. Awesome. So and so there's so many more. I'm starting to see yes. where they offer incentives, mm-hmm. or they're offering the two one buy down and things yep. like right. that to really help. And I think that's that's huge. Like take mm-hmm. it and take the opportunity because the values in you know in our area are just going to continue to rise. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So tell us a little bit about how you lead generate and how you kind of move your business forward. Definitely. So I think my number one thing, especially when I started out so young, you know, like I said, I didn't have the network to get going. So the one thing I did have was social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my generation, our generation grew up with social media, you know, and, you know, we were the ones that brought our parents to Facebook in the first place. <laughs> right. So um, that's one thing I felt very comfortable with. And you know, I was like, I need to stop making excuses for myself. Yes, I'm young. Yes, I don't have that sphere of influence, but I have social media and I'm good at it and I'm going to mm-hmm. use it to my advantage. Yeah. So I honestly, I just started posting myself every weekend when I had open houses. I'd show mm-hmm. I'm out there putting signs out. I'm always using the opportunity to showcase, hey, I'm out here, you know, hustling and yep. doing right. my thing and just putting my face, my name, my brand out there. Um, and it was just being consistent about it, whether it was posting or just stories, it makes the difference because after that that's when I started noticing that people would start DMing me and say hey what about that house like Mm -hmm. what's the price on that one and all it takes is just a small DM like that to get that conversation open and and set the appointment and move from there yeah so So true that's good yeah I think you know social media has been great for me and Bailey too Mm -hmm. as well to be able to generate business and kind of moving forward but I also think you have to be a little bit cautious in the way you post too as well yeah Um, you know always be authentic to who you are um, but also show that you know you can produce too as well there's some people that just have a little too much fun (laughs) on social media yeah and you know i guess you also have to do what works for you because i've seen you guys do your thing and you guys are killing it out there but you know you guys have a separate account for your personal and Mm -hmm. your uh professional yeah right whereas mine is mixed but it's because Uh you know i've been cultivating that uh profile for forever i've had that instagram since forever Mm -hmm. and there's so many people there that i want them to know i'm a realtor um so i say to people that listen you know just do what you feel works best for you and how you can connect to your audience yeah what social media platform do you use 
Um, so when I started out, I started out with Facebook, but I realized quickly it wasn't helping me the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Right now, my top two are definitely Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok. Yes. Uh, I joined the TikTok wave probably like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and ever since then, it's definitely been one of my favorites to use. Yeah. You've gone viral on TikTok <laughs> quite a lot. I have. Um, you know, I look back at some of my past uh, viral videos. And I realized I probably got lucky with a couple of them (laughs) because the quality was terrible. But I think I really learned, you know, I I narrowed it down and I feel like I made some some changes here and there. And now I've really got it down like to exactly how I like the videos to come out and everything. Yeah, I'm still learning TikTok. Uh, I feel like I've I've, I've done well on Instagram, but I'm still (laughs) trying to figure my way through TikTok. That's good, though. You got to keep challenging yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything, I guess, about your content that helps you kind of stand out, I guess, amongst the rest, especially when you were able to go viral? Yeah, so the one thing is, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I really am. Um, I try to create the video um, the way I feel like I would want to see it as a viewer. I you know, that. if it's a house, I want to show them the outside, then take them through the door, then show, like, the main parts and maybe mm-hmm. skip through the things that aren't so important. Sure. Um, and Amir, you've complimented me on this, but I try, in order to help the quality, I really mm-hmm. try to have the stablest oh, hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, when, when you guys see Daisy go <laughs> on a tour. Yeah, her tour, her hand's has, so stable. She's in a stance like yeah. I've never seen, <laughs> but it works. Yeah, and I walk ever so slowly. Like mm-hmm. if you see me walk, it's like I'm in, I'm in slow motion. Yeah. But it really is because I try to, you know, keep the quality good so that when I go from one clip to the other, it's a smooth transition. Um, and another thing that I feel like helped me is that, you know, I don't always go for the trendy sounds. Sometimes okay. I do mm-hmm. if, if it fits, but I truly just use music that I actually love listening to right. personally and profanity and all. Uh-huh. I'm sure you guys have noticed uh, I'm a Drake fan. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like people appreciate like, oh, wow, this is like this is her style. This is her yes. vibe. And I, I feel like, you know, oh, for it works. sure. When I go to your profile, I feel you. I can feel your personality. I can feel who you are. And if I was a client, I know what the experience would be like because I can feel you on all your social media. And I think that is such a key thing to not just do the trending audio, but do audio that speaks to you and what you Absolutely. like to create that full experience. So yeah. I, I applaud you on and, that. And I think you. you, in doing that, you attract the clients that would mm-hmm. likely be people that you would want to be repeat clients for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. And people that, you know, there might be people that would you would even uh, hang out outside of real estate. Right. Uh, but the people that you would really connect with when you're doing business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It comes down to one thing, and I feel like we've said this plenty of times, right. uh, you know, got to be your genuine self, your yes. authentic self. It really pays off to, to be yourself because people like that. Absolutely. And Daisy, you have a, a special gift, I guess. <laughs> so you can speak another language. Um, and that really helps you with your business. Uh, so tell us how your ability to speak two languages help you, helps you with your business. Oh my gosh, it's it's huge. It's truly a blessing to be able to speak two languages very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I sometimes I'm I'm a little Spanglish here and there because I don't <laughs> speak Spanish all the time at home, you know. Sure. Um, but I I think when I see those clients that only speak Spanish and I'm translating for them and I'm helping them feel more comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm truly you know educating them on what the process is like is like the level of trust that they give me and it just really motivates me. It's like I really want to help and give back to that community, you know, and and help them um, throughout their home buying process and and things like that. Um, And I think their appreciation really motivates me to help more people out. Yeah. 
That's and, incredible. And, and I know this next question is going to be a yes because I've personally given you referrals. <laughs> uh, but do you find yourself uh, getting uh, additional referrals as a result of being able to speak Spanish too as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's funny because when I first got licensed, I remember a couple of realtors were telling me, because you speak two languages, don't don't just go after the Spanish-speaking clientele because you're going to work a little bit harder and a little bit extra, and yeah. that's time you could use towards other clients. And I said, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to just do what I want to do. Right. And do it's you, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they were right. It does take a little bit more time because not all of them are tech-savvy. Not all of them understand how to fill out, like, a loan application sure. and things like that. And oftentimes I have to do a little bit extra but it really, really pays off because once you do such a great job for one family, they're mm-hmm. going to refer you out to everybody. Yeah. And then you're going to be that one family's go-to realtor. Yes. So it really has paid off. And I really appreciate that because that's one of my main sources of clients right now is mm-hmm. referrals. And my top referrers, they tend to be my Spanish-speaking clients. Yeah, yeah. I know I was. Uh, I got a call because I had a client that speak both English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I got them closed in a house, so they were giving me some referrals. But there was a couple of clients that they they gave me, and one day called me and said, "No habla español." <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, no. Daisy. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so they uh, ended up sending me a text, and so I had to end up using like uh, Google Translate. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to them for like a day or two um, to meet with them, and I was like, I was like, this just isn't going to be helpful as much to them. And so I called Daisy, and I was like, Daisy, I need your help. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you a referral fee. Just like I was like, please. Like, I'm going to get you connected to these clients. Could you please help them? Um, and so uh, I know it, like, really kind of helps uh, when you have know another agent that you trust enough to be able to give referrals to that has the ability to be able to get those clients to the closing table. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And can also help them kind of understand a little bit better. So I just felt it was better uh, for those clients um, that they have somebody that yeah. can speak Spanish And, with you them. know, I feel like they'll appreciate you for understanding that because – you know, it's it's a level of understanding because I grew up. I'm a first gen, right? So mm-hmm. I grew up translating important papers at six <laughs> at six years oh, old. And wow. if I couldn't translate it, my parents would be like, "Well, then why the heck do you go to school?" <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of first gens can relate to that. So I feel like me going through that all my life, where I had to be the one person to to do all of that. Right. And nowadays, with that, I feel like it just gives the client a level of comfort that they wouldn't have felt previously as if they were working with someone else so I feel like when you do refer them out I think they really appreciate you for being like thank you for this you Mm -hmm. know and I could tell that that was the case with that (laughs) client (laughs) uh do you feel like it's a really kind of underserved population currently uh definitely um for one I feel like uh, loan options are a little bit limited mm-hmm. for okay. some of these folks. Um, the other thing that really comes to mind that I've seen a lot in our area is that, um, and you know, this is not all Spanish-speaking bilingual agents in our area, yeah. but I've noticed that some of them, you know, meet the client and they don't educate them on the process. I think they take advantage of the fact that the the buyer doesn't know English, that maybe they don't know what the process looks like, and they mm-hmm. just sit them down and say, sign here, sign here. And then the client gets to closing and you ask them, what's the interest rate you're locked in? They have no clue. What type of loan did you get? I don't know. I just gave my agent the thing she asked me for or they asked me for. Um, And I know this because it's happened to my parents. It's happened to, uh, you know, like clients of mine tell me stories of Mm -hmm. their friends. And they're like, can you believe this person doesn't know the interest rate they have? Like they have to go back and look. I'm like, that's that's just insane. But um, so I guess I wanted to shed some light on that because I feel like if you're in that market or if you know someone, mm-hmm. please make sure that they interview the agent and really know that they're going to work their, their hardest for your best interest. Absolutely. Um, but also explain your options. 
options because there are options out there um, and, and you should be involved and know what, you know, you're you're locking yourself into. Right. Yeah. And I know you talked about kind of some, a little bit of the barriers, but it just made me think of another barrier. Barriers probably is that a lot of the forms that we have, um, there's probably some that have some Spanish translation, but there's probably a lot that don't. They don't. Really? They really don't. So... Um, I actually have to go through and translate things. And I do so when I first meet the client. Okay. I actually go over the buyer agency like mm-hmm. line by line because I like them to understand exactly what they're signing so they're right. comfortable. Yep. And if someone outside uh-huh. of real estate asks them, hey, what did you just sign? They mm-hmm. can easily tell you what they signed. Right. That's my goal. Um, and it's definitely difficult because, again, you know, I, I don't speak Spanish every single day. So there's sure. some words that I'm like hold on, let me pull up Google Translate. <laughs> like, I didn't remember, I didn't know how to say tax transcripts in Spanish. So I'm like, Google Translate? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, some words like that, they'll understand, mm-hmm. you know, because they live they live and work here. So there's certain things that they, they'll understand. Right. But when it comes to, you know, paperwork, contracts and stuff mm-hmm. with the big, the legal jargon, the it's legal, definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely difficult. Um, there's, you know, like you said, there's not many things that are translated. So that's one of the things that I have to do to just make sure that they understand and everything. Yeah. Um, and especially when they fill out like my general, you know, the buyer intake forms with the closing mm-hmm. attorney, I'm actually gonna be working with my attorney to fill it out in Spanish. So that way it's translated completely. Cool. Yeah. So it'll be a little hard because there's some big words. <laughs> so do you partner with lenders and closing attorneys that do speak Spanish? Um, I, I do have lenders that speak Spanish because okay. I feel like that's really important because I'm not a loan officer, right. so I can't do their job or yeah. explain things as well as they could. Sure. So I feel like that was very important. Um, as far as closing attorney, I've been using the same one since my mm-hmm. very first closing, and I love them. They don't have a Spanish speaker, but okay. I sit there and translate the whole closing. Oh, wow. And some of them, they tell me, Daisy, you don't have to do that. Uh-huh. Like, I kind of understand what I'm signing right. here. And again, I go over the closing disclosure, the Alta mm-hmm. with them yeah. at the right. final walkthrough. So they know the numbers. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I do translate mm-hmm. all of that for me, wow. uh, for my clients. Do do you find, um, I know you kind of talked about this earlier, but what are some challenges, I guess, in the lending process for your Spanish-speaking clients? Um, Definitely. So it gets a little dicey whenever it comes to, like, they have a visa or they're not here permanently. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've had clients that come to me and they're undocumented and I'm like, I have nowhere to point them in the right direction. Uh, Luckily, I've done some research and now I do have a couple options. Um, And so it's very limited and usually they're arm loans. So you don't get to choose a lot of the times. Um, But, uh, you know, some of them, it's like they just want to get into a house. You know, they want to achieve that that goal. And so there definitely are some options out there, but it's very, very limited. I think I only have two lender options I would mm-hmm. send them to. Yeah. Um, and you have to be very careful because a lot of times there's loan officers that say, oh, I can do uh, you know, a loan for tax ID uh, people mm-hmm. and you don't need to provide this and this and that. But then when it goes to closing, they can't close. Yeah. And this happened to yeah. a client of mine a month ago, yeah. um, but he fell for it and I warned him, hey, you can't trust just anybody. This mm-hmm. is who I recommend. Um, and luckily we were able to buy us a little bit more time and we went with the safe choice, which is the Latino community credit union because they're a branch from state employees credit union. Awesome. So once you're approved with them, you're good to go. You're closing for sure because they're very tough on the pre-approval. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. I love that you've done all the research and everything up front. So when they come to you, you know exactly what needs to be done. For sure. How do you get like your undocumented, uh, I guess, clients to to trust, I guess, giving out their information, especially to a lender? Right. Um, Well, I I think they're at a point where 
they've probably already tried to go to the Wells Fargo or mm-hmm. the bank that they bank with and they were told no. So I think them, they just, they usually have family and they're like, you know what? I need to do this for my family. It's a goal I have. I need mm-hmm. to do this. I'm tired of paying rent. Right. Um, and I think they're just at a point where it's like, I think they trust me also because I understand them on a, on a certain level and they'll, they'll just tell me and I, they are honest with me. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't want to tell you otherwise because I don't want to get my hopes up and then it doesn't work out um so we just talk about it up front you know when I first get to meet them I tell them the options I tell them about the loan the loan uh the lender that I work with Mm -hmm. and they've closed so many of my clients so I think that helps them to see that other people have done it also yeah I would think I I don't know I guess I would think they would be like afraid to even tell somebody they're undocumented too as well I think there would probably be some fear uh, I guess in that Mm -hmm. Um, to someone who is thinking about getting in the business, um, what are some things that they should do uh, or consider to be able to stand out, I guess, in the business? Because you had some challenges coming in at 19. (laughs) Definitely. I think, you know, I'm so grateful I went through that because now when I meet any new agent who is younger, like a lot of my mentees, they're around, you know, anywhere between 20 and 23. So I I feel them on on a whole different level. Um, And I guess what I would say to them is definitely put yourself in a firm or in a team where you have the right support, the right training Mm -hmm. and the collaboration, kind of like we have, you know, it's really important to have that. Um, And then secondly, I would definitely say, you know, whatever you're good at, stick to it and keep keep at it no matter what other people tell you. You know, if it's if it's social media and Mm -hmm. you're really good at putting your face out there keep going at it no matter what people tell you you know if it's working for you that's awesome um and you know on the other hand if you came from sales and maybe you're not so good at putting your face out there Mm -hmm. you'd rather be calling perfect then do what you know just do what sticks best to you um and what works for you um but lastly i would just say just be your authentic self and be consistent don't give up and Mm -hmm. if you do good good will come to you it catches up i promise I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good saying. Yeah, it is. Definitely. You can't uh, get greedy. Yeah. I learned that no. quickly. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we've really enjoyed your time uh, with you, and I'm sure you've inspired a lot of listeners. And I'm sure, um, you know, there's probably some some buyers out there that have been mm-hmm. afraid to kind of jump in. And they're like, hey, I need somebody that can speak Spanish, or I, I want to be on that viral video yeah. when we close <laughs> our house. <laughs> How can uh, listeners connect with you? So they can reach out to me on Instagram. It's at Daisy Gray Realtor. That's the same for TikTok. Then my phone number is 919-633-5368. They can call, text, or email if they prefer. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the best way to get in touch with me is definitely through phone, through text, Mm -hmm. if I'm not able to pick up. Um, And yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited. We'll put all of her contact info in the the show notes too, Uh, so you can click it there. Well, thank awesome. you for coming on the podcast today. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, I was checking, like, kind of our stats. And yeah. I think we've had 2,300 downloads since we started. That's, That's awesome. Um, so uh, excited. I, you know, when we first did this, I was kind of expecting, like, you know, there'd probably be, like, 20 people that yeah, listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so excited for the people that are listening. Um, and um, we're probably going to put a post out sometime soon mm-hmm. for uh, some other categories that we're looking for guests for maybe yeah, in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, get some unique people on yeah there. get some unique people get some maybe some some builders on and get some other unique people maybe even get some potential like buyers and sellers yeah, on the podcast awesome. to maybe if they have questions we can kind of go through that on the podcast too as mm-hmm. well so uh thanks uh for listening thanks and, daisy <laughs> thank thanks, you daisy, guys for coming i had on. a blast <laughs>